Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to ask a pharmacist about getting naloxone for their first aid kits at home or work. No prescription is needed. Naloxone can rapidly reverse an opioid overdose and restore breathing. Opioidresponse.info. It is an extraordinary day in uh, national politics, which includes uh, some very important roles being played by Georgians uh, who are members of Congress. I'm really glad you're here uh, with us for Political Rewind today to watch as things unfold. We're, we are watching Amy Steigerwald, professor of political science at Georgia State University. Uh, we are watching the potential impeachment of a president of the United States unfold in real time and it has it has suddenly uh, become an avalanche that up until 24 plus hours ago, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, was trying to hold back basically with one hand to keep it from unfolding. And now the dam seems to be breaking, to mix my metaphors, and... Uh, and we seem to be heading toward a formal impeachment investigation of President Donald Trump. It does very much seem that way. I mean, I think the biggest thing was the uh, revelation that there was a whistleblower report that was given over to the uh, inspector general of the Intelligence Committee, so under the National Director of Intelligence um, it appears that actually there's been sort of a back and forth going on between Congress that uh, particularly Representative Adam Schiff, who's the chairman of the House Intelligence, uh, Intelligence Committee, Committee yeah. had been sort of told about this maybe in early September because of a letter sent to him by the inspector general letting him know that he was blocked from forwarding this whistleblower complaint, even though the law stipulates that it has to be It has forwarded. to be sent to Congress. Uh, I mean, we, we, you've all been hearing about what the basic uh, story is that's propelled this potential impeachment forward. Uh, the president apparently had a series of phone calls with the president, the new president of Ukraine, President Volodymyr uh, Zelensky, mm -hmm. in which he essentially uh, said he wants to get to the bottom of a scandal that allegedly unfolded between Joe, with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, his son, yes. over business dealings in Ukraine. And, and when the inspector general... Uh, uh, did in fact certify that the whistleblower who wanted mm -hmm. to reveal this information uh, uh, had the right to come forward, uh, he was blocked from doing so. So with all that said, all of a sudden, George is playing a big role in this. One of the most important pieces of this, Amy, is that John Lewis, who has stayed on the sidelines, who has not committed himself, took to the well about two-plus hours ago and, among other things, said this. We cannot delay. We must not wait. Now is the time to act. I have been patient when we tried every other path and used every other tool. We will never find the truth unless we use the power given to the House of Representatives and the House alone to begin an official investigation as dictated by the Constitution. The future of our democracy is at stake. There come a time when you have to be moved by the spirit of history to take action to protect and preserve the integrity of our nation. I believe, I truly believe, the time to begin impeachment proceedings against this president 
has come. To delay or to do otherwise would betray the foundation of our democracy. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Amy, uh, John Lewis said that before we talk about the impact of John Lewis, we'll say that Hank Johnson, who's a senior member of mm-hmm. the House Judiciary Committee earlier in the day, also said he now supports endorsement. They become the first two Democrats in the Georgia delegation to say that publicly. Hank Johnson said, quote, attempting to coerce a foreign government into digging up dirt on a political opponent, then trying to cover it up by unlawfully refusing to turn over the whistleblower complaint to Congress crosses a red line. So that's important, too. But why is John Lewis? is particularly important. What does it signal about where Nancy Pelosi may stand as she gets set for an afternoon of meetings with her Democratic caucus? I see this a lot like when Nancy Pelosi was running to be speaker, that the second John Lewis came out and said, this is who I support, you had a whole slew of people that came behind him. You've got Mm -hmm. the obviously Congressional Black Caucus, but also those who are in that are trying to look for leadership. And again, we know that John Lewis and Nancy Pelosi are very close. Um, I While I have no evidence to back this up, my bet is that she knew full well he was going to the well to make this speech. She knew exactly what he was saying and that in a way she probably okayed it to say, all right, let's begin this. Because she knew that as soon as he did that, a number of people were going to follow behind him almost immediately. And a lot of them did. Yeah, it's unlikely that John Lewis, uh, being the savvy political figure that he is, would have ever done this without Pelosi. No, he wouldn't sneak it behind her back. So what's the count? You've been keeping track all day. The numbers are starting to mount up exponentially as this Ukrainian uh, uh, story gets more and more traction. So in the approximately three minutes that we've been talking, another person has been added to the list. We're now at 171 who are of the Democrats who have now come out and said that they support an impeachment uh, inquiry or impeachment altogether. And I should note that that's House Democrats. So this isn't counting at all Senate Democrats, a number of who also came out today and have said things. uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein, Senator, uh, I think, Brian Schatz, Senator Christopher Murphy and a number of other ones. And so this number just keeps ticking up. And I think a lot of it is that, number one, you had a number of very senior folks. Mm -hmm. Again, Hank Johnson, John Lewis, where their impact goes well beyond the state of Georgia in really sending signals about where this is and also changes in how the leadership is viewing it, that we've now kind of crossed the Rubicon, shall we say, or a red line. And I think it's in part because this is not only a story of – Potentially sort of abuse of presidential power in uh, asking right, a foreign nation to um, investigate sort of a private citizen. Uh, there's also right coming within it this sort of uh, sort of blatant obstruction of justice in other forms. Right. So, again, we've had the White House acknowledge that it has played a role in blocking the release of the whistleblower complaint. Yeah, which is, you know, even if the president says if the transcripts are released, it'll people will be surprised at how little really happened. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know that because the transcripts have not been released. But there does seem to be a clear case to be made for the fact that the White House interfered with what is supposed to be the legal process by which a whistleblower's report is given to Congress for further investigation. All right. Look, there's a lot more to talk about on this story. We're going to do that throughout our show today. But Amy Steigerwald, this is one of the things, this is one of those moments when, uh, as we are in a radio pledge break, 
when you, I hope you turn to Political Rewind, when enormous stories with Georgia implications are on the radar because you think that we provide you analysis uh, that helps you sort through both sides of an issue, helps you come to conclusions of your own about big issues like this one. And that's why we really hope that you will support uh, Georgia Public Broadcasting during our pledge drive. And Ricky Bevington and I think it's Bert Wesley Huffman are standing by to tell you how you can do that. You can call us at 800-222-4788 or go online to gpb.org here on Listener Supported GPB, where support from generous listeners like you makes Political Rewind possible and all of the programs that you love on GPB. The primary way we cover the costs of this and all the programs you hear is with listener support. So because you listen and benefit from what GPB adds to your life, you are exactly who we're reaching out to, especially now in the final days of our fall fund drive. If we haven't heard from you yet, please take a couple of minutes right now. Go to gpb.org or call us at 800-222-4788. I am Ricky Bevington here with Bert Wesley Huffman. And right now during Political Rewind, we do have a special speed match in effect. You can be one of the next 25 listeners we hear from, and your contribution will be doubled dollar for dollar. It's your opportunity to double the impact of your support for GPB right now. You you can call 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org and click donate before time runs out on the speed match. Again, looking for the next 25 listeners at 800-222-4788 or online at gpb.org. Maybe you've been listening to GPB for a while, but you haven't yet made a contribution. Well, here's why your gift matters. At its heart, GPB is a grassroots organization. We cover the costs of the programs you hear, one listener, one contribution at a time. So join us for the first time now at whatever level is right for you. This is also a great time to renew or increase your support. Go now to gpb.org or call us at 800-222-4788. It's so important and it really does make a difference. That's right. And when you do call us at 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org, we have a great, uh, really fun and interesting item that we can say thank you with. It is the brand new Everyday Hero reusable straw set. Your gift of $8 a month ensures that we can say thank you with these straws. Uh, they are stainless steel straws. There are two of them. They have Everyday Hero and GPB logos uh, engraved on them. And then also you'll get a really neat looking kind of GPB blue brush that you can clean them with. Um, so you can be sustainable sustainable and sustain GPB at $8 a month at the same time when you call us at 800-222-4788 or take a look at the straws at gpb.org. And right now we have a speed match in effect. Be one of the next 25 listeners we hear from during Political Rewind and your contribution to GPB will be matched dollar for dollar. $75 becomes a $150 investment in the news on GPB. $150 right now turns into $300. You get the picture we're looking for 25 calls and clicks during Political Rewind at 800-222-4788 or gpb.org. And now we're down to 23, Ricky. That's exciting. We've had two calls just in the last couple of minutes. So 23 more calls or clicks at 800-222-4788 or gpb.org. And if that's not enough incentive, how about this? The end of our fall drive is almost here. What would you like to do when it's over? Maybe go to Disney World? Well, of course, I think all of us would, right? You will if you're the lucky 
winner of today's drawing for a trip of, for four to Disney World in Orlando, Florida. This unique opportunity allows you to plan your own trip to the happiest place on Earth. You'll spend two nights at your choice of selection of Disney Resort hotels and get admission to two parks for everyone on the trip. You can choose from the Magic Kingdom, Epcot Center, Disney's Hollywood Studios, or the Animal Kingdom Park. Call 800-222-4788 now or donate online at gpb.org and you'll automatically be entered into our drawing to win this Disney vacation for four. The cost of bringing you worldwide news coverage from NPR and statewide coverage from GPB is rising every year. That's why we encourage more listeners to support GPB and why your participation in this fund drive matters even more than the amount you choose to give. Join us with your first-time contribution or even increase your support today at gpb.org and click Donate. Or the number to call us is 800-222-4788. And I so enjoy looking through these comments of our listeners who call us at 800-222-4788. They click onto gpb.org. Now, when you do, you have an opportunity to leave behind maybe a comment about what you enjoy most uh, about tuning into your GPB station. Michael Ehrman from Atlanta, Georgia says, I enjoy your program. I love Morning Edition Political Rewind, uh, and I love Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on the Weekends. We also heard from Aaron Anderson in Seneca, South Carolina. That's right. We do go over the borders into a lot of our border states, mostly listen to Political Rewind and the news. Certainly, if that's something that's important to you, you're listening right now. Uh, if you want to keep po- Political Rewind healthy and safe and on the air, call 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org. And we do have the speed match in effect now, just 22 opportunities to have your donation doubled dollar for dollar, a match. We call it a speed match because we're speeding toward the end of Political Rewind while this is on the table. Double your impact now at gpb.org or give us a call at 800-222-4788. Thanks so much for doing your part. Support for 88.5 GPB Atlanta comes from listeners like you. And Georgia State University. GPB Atlanta is licensed to Georgia State University, ranked among the top universities in the nation in commitment to undergraduate teaching. More information is available at gsu.edu. And Cartersville CVB announcing Warhol in the West at the Booth Western Art Museum through December 31st, exploring Warhol's fascination with the West, including his final Cowboys and Indians series. More at visitcartersvillega.org. I'd said that this story was unfolding in real time, and indeed it is. During our break, uh, President Trump tweeted this. I have authorized the release tomorrow of the complete, fully declassified and unredacted transcript of my phone conversation with President Zelensky of Ukraine. You will see it was a very friendly and totally appropriate call. No pressure. And unlike Joe Biden and his son, no quid pro quo. This is nothing more than a continuation of the greatest and most destructive witch hunt of all time. So uh, we know, Amy, that the president is going to I find it interesting that the president is pushed back so hard and is going to release this transcript uh, because although on a number of occasions he said, oh, let him impeach me. This is a suggestion that this does make him very nervous, I think. No, I think that's really very true. I mean, and he's also what one of the things that we've seen today is a shift a bit of, well, it was right. We discussed that. And I've you know mentioned Joe Biden, but that's totally fine. This morning, while at the U.N., he mentioned that uh, the reason for blocking the funds was instead not about corruption, but about Europe, uh, Europe. their contribution. Exactly. That they yeah. should 
pay more. And so I think, yeah, I think he's terribly and I think he understands what's going on. And I think the other part of it is that I think is important not to get lost in this is that our information about the whistleblower complaint is that it's not simply this phone call, that there's, there's apparently other things. eight phone calls or, or there's multiple phone calls. And as you say, a number of other uh, uh, parts of this that haven't been revealed. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about again from a Georgia perspective. So we already have John Lewis and Hank Johnson weighing in. They're they're both look. Uh, John Lewis's speech from the well made it clear that he cares about this in terms of the future of our country and the mm-hmm. very democracy that we exist in. He believes that's at stake, and I think we can probably believe that Lewis. It means that very sincerely. Hank Johnson, perhaps the same thing. Both of them are in very safe Democratic districts. So if you look at just yes. the political calculation, it's a little trickier. If you're Sanford Bishop, yes, you've been a Democratic congressman for decades in what could be a Republican congressional mm-hmm. district, except he's managed to uh, make the folks there happy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a little more difficult, a political calculation for him. And what about Lucy McBath running for reelection in the 6th district? I think it's not surprising that we haven't heard from them. I think Lucy McBath in particular is in a difficult position where we know that's going to be a hard-fought race. It's going to give a lot of money, and it's a place where it's very closely divided, and people are really sort of staked out in their positions about how they view View this. Um, so one of the things, again, that, for example, having John Lewis not only just issue a statement, but go to the well, give a rousing speech about why this is required, gives more, shall we say, cover to the Lucy McBass yeah. of the world to be able to say, how do we, you know, how do I not say that we at least need the inquiry? The other part of this in terms of Georgia, and I think I've been monitoring uh, uh, the news pretty closely and monitoring the congressional offices uh, uh, pretty closely. I have not yet seen an actual Doug Collins formal statement on this. Doug Collins, of course, ranking member of judiciary, has been a, a vociferous and really talented defender of the president in in the middle of all of uh, Gerald Nadler's uh, uh, hearings um, in Judiciary mm-hmm. Committee. He's, D- Doug Collins has done a pretty good job. He's fierce for Trump. And to the best of my knowledge, and if I'm wrong, I know their offices listen to the show. They'll tell me. I haven't seen anything from David Perdue yet, probably President Trump's closest ally uh, in the state of Georgia. And it's interesting uh, that neither of them has responded. And again, I would love to hear it if they have and somehow I've just missed it. You haven't seen him then, though, either. I have not. And as I'm sitting here literally trying to search to see if I can find something. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that is really important. I mean, because it's it has been pointed out that on the one hand, there's certainly other than Senator Mitt Romney have not. And Justin Amash, who, of course, has left the Republican Party, have not been Republicans coming out with the Democrats. Yeah. But on the other hand, what there has not also been is forceful pushback from elected Republicans. Instead, they're just staying out of it. And I think that that also sends a signal. Okay, but I do have to say, I I don't want to leave the wrong impression here. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any question that David Perdue or his office will put out a statement defending the president. I would it would be a that would be as astonishing as John Lewis out of nowhere getting up and saying, yes, let's so I should say that maybe that was a statement more about national Republicans (laughs) and sort of what's going on. But I think you're right. I think think they will. But I think it's also interesting, though, that they're not out in front of it. um, It'll be interesting to see. Here's the next question. and we're going to we'll talk about this now, but then we'll probably have to talk about it in the next segment as well or continue the conversation. 
So Pelosi finally seems to be moving in a direction she thought was going to be damaging to the Democratic uh, chances in, in the elections next year, in which she may say, yes, let's take the formal step of launching an impeachment. Uh, I have a couple questions about that. First of all, I keep hearing that if they do this as a formal proceeding, it gives them more legal powers than they've had so far in calling witnesses to the Judiciary Committee and the like. Is that true? And if and and in any case, if Trump can Trump's ignored everything else, why wouldn't he just ignore anything that they try to do next? So I think that's some of the issue, because as it is, they already have a lot of legal powers to be able right. to subpoena. They also have a contempt power that one of the important parts is they haven't really exercised yet. And so certainly with the impeachment proceeding, I think that because it gets to a sort of different level, that it appears to be a bigger deal if someone doesn't in fact respond. So the powers on some level, uh, there might be a couple of additional mechanisms, but I don't know that it shifts that much. But I think it's that it seems like a much bigger deal to simply not show up at a certain hearing or to say a person can't testify than to do that in front of the impeachment inquiry. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk more about that in a couple of minutes. But again, we are uh, trying to get through our radio pledge drive right now. We are asking you to help us uh, keep programming like uh, this show uh, going forward, especially a political rewind through the election next year, which is going to be an extraordinarily important election for this state, for this country. Uh, if you've given already, thank you so much. If you haven't, please listen to what Ricky and Bert have to tell you. So maybe you can do that right now. You can support Political Rewind and all of the programs you enjoy on GPB by making a phone call to 800-222-4788 or go online to our secure website at gpb.org. We are listener-supported GPB. It is your financial support that keeps this program and all programs you rely on and enjoy here for you. And that's precisely why we're counting on your support, especially now in the final days of our fall fund drive. The most important and reliable funding for every Everything you hear on GPB comes from you and listeners in our area. When we each chip in what we can, together we make public radio possible. The clock is ticking on this campaign. Time is running out. So whether you're listening in Athens or Savannah, Augusta, Rome, Albany, Macon, Atlanta, please take a couple of minutes right now to support GPB at the website, gpb.org, and click donate or call us at 800-222-4788. Thank you for your support. I'm Ricky Beth. Here with Bert Wesley Huffman. And right now we do have a speed match in effect. You can be one of the next 22 listeners that we hear from during Political Rewind. And we're going to match your contribution dollar for dollar. Thanks to very generous donors who gave before the drive. That means your $75 gift becomes a $150 investment in Political Rewind and the news on GPB. $150 turns into $300. A $500 gift is worth $1,000. So make sure we hear from you right now. 22 more opportunities for you to call us at 800-222-4788 or click to gpb.org. GPB is always with you at home, in your car, while you're working out. 
you pay for your home, your car, and maybe even a gym membership. So how about paying a little each month for the station that makes such a difference in your life? Consider $20 a month for all of the listening you do. Your $20 a month will go a long way toward keeping reporters in hot spots around the world, covering tensions across the Middle East, bringing you programs produced here at GPB for and about Georgia, like On Second Thought and, of course, Political Rewind. Your $20 a month contribution to GPB is needed to maintain the reporters who are your eyes and ears, giving you reliable, fair-minded reporting on the stories that are relevant and important. Consider making a contribution of $20 a month right now at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. Now, the new emergency radio from Eton packs a ton of features, including AM, FM, NOAA, weather band, an LED flashlight, and a glow-in-the-dark locator. It's a compact emergency radio, and it's perfect for everyday use or in case of an emergency. You can recharge the radio's internal battery with a hand crank on the outside. And there's no power needed, so you can keep GPB close to you when you need us the most. The radio can broadcast emergency weather alerts. It can even charge your cell phone. It's great for camping, hiking, or listening to the radio outdoors. We'd love to send this to you. $20 a month as a GPB sustainer, as Ricky was just talking about the value of that $20 a month gift. When you make it, we'll say thank you with that Eton Emergency Crank Radio. We'd love to send it to you with our thanks when you call us at 800-222-4788 or click to gpb.org. And right now during Political Rewind, we have a speed match in effect. We're now looking for 21 calls and clicks. And that means your contribution will be matched dollar for dollar. This is your opportunity to double the impact of your support of GPB right now by calling 800-222-4788 or gpb.org. The way GPB works is different. We bring you quality programs day after day, week after week. That is our part. And then... During fund drives like this one, we ask you to do your part. Most businesses would never give away their goods or services for free all year long, but we do. GPB is built on a foundation of trust. We trust that the programs that GPB provides make a difference in your life and that you'll do your part and help cover the costs. Please make your contribution now by going to our secure website, gpb.org, and click Donate or call us at 800 Two 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 forty seven eighty eight. And when you do, you're going to get in on this speed match only during Political Rewind. We have 21 more spots available. Uh, when you call us at 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org, you're going to have an opportunity to join with us in support of Political Rewind. Let us know uh, how much this show means to you, how much you enjoy tuning in every day. We know that Bill and Political Rewind have such loyal listeners who love to come back day after day. Listener support is vital to GPB without it, the programs that you count on, they simply wouldn't be here. And this fund drive is also vital to GPB. Simply put, it's the way we pay for the programs that you listen to and enjoy. And it's the way public radio works, wherever you're listening to it. You get to listen as often as you want, for as long as you want. And then during brief fund drives like this one, we ask you to give what you can to help cover the cost of the programs that are important to you. Public radio is based on a tradition of voluntary listener support. So go to your part right now at gpb.org while we have this speed match in effect or call 800-222-4788. Thanks so much to Bucci Nieta of Peachtree City, Wendy Giles of Kennesaw, from Macon, Glenda Collier, from Tal Button, Cortez Peters, from Tucker, Camille Burney 
I love hearing all these names and the geography that GPB is so important to people really all over the place. From Clarkston, Tanya Parker from Brookhaven, Erin Ellison, Dorothy Brewer of Searsport, Maine. And from wow. Georgetown, Diana Lee McNeil. You never know where you're going to be making an impact. Contribute now at gpb.org or 800 222 4788. You know, I, I love hearing Ricky Bevington uh, uh, encourage you all to uh, support GPB Radio because her All Things Considered broadcast is by itself a good reason to support it. I'm always very proud that I'm uh, on the same team as Ricky Bevington is. Um, Okay, so, Amy, Robert Jimison, who has not quite left us yet, he's on his way out of his producing role here at Political Rewind. He talked to uh, 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 David Perdue's office Mm -hmm. to confirm what we had said, that neither of us had heard anything from his office, and the Perdue people said, that's right, we're not, we haven't issued a statement yet. We really don't see any reason to suspect that he won't support the president, but as you point out, it's interesting that he hasn't jumped in immediately. Uh, And he also talked to Doug Collins' office. They told him that, in fact, yesterday morning, Collins appeared on Maria Bartiromo's uh, Mm -hmm. uh, show on Fox Business, at which point he uh, said, well, this is all – essentially, this is all speculation right now. And uh, uh, Robert's uh, in a dialogue with them by text about whether he has made any statements since this thing seemed to blow up even bigger, but apparently – not. So, okay. So now at five o'clock today, Nancy Pelosi will make a public statement after meeting with her committee chairs, her, her mm-hmm. key committee chairs in terms of this, and and then meet with the entire Democratic caucus. And at five o'clock, we're going to hear from her about whether she is in fact going to now formally ask for, the, mm-hmm. tell the House we want to do an impeachment uh, investigation. This would go presumably to the Judiciary Committee. Mm-hmm. In the Nixon impeachment, they impaneled a special select committee to handle the impeachment. What's the difference between the two and why would they uh, not do that here? Well, one way would do it is that especially if you want a certain group of people to be on the committee to be able to handle it, then that would be one big argument for doing the uh, select committee. You can pick then, and choose the, exactly. the faces you wanted out front. Definitely. So okay. you can pick and choose the faces that are out there. The thing is, that takes time. You've got to go through the various procedures in the House to form a select committee to pick the people that are going to be on it, whereas the House Judiciary Committee is up and running and has already started inquiry into a lot of uh, the things that we're talking about. Um, They could also make it be sort of more sort of a melding together if they wanted to. Uh, For example, the House Foreign Affairs Committee or the House Intelligence Committee and the Judiciary Committee. Could hold a joint hearing? Exactly. Do something like that that sort of brings it together. And so they've got a couple of different options there. So I will also note, so this just came out that Adam Schiff just announced that they were told by the Whistleblowers Council that the whistleblower is trying to gain guidance from uh, the acting DNI as to how the whistleblower can talk directly to Congress. And so now they're trying to see if they could get that person in to testify. Well, I, I want to preempt that uh, breaking news update with an even Sorry. more relevant and important breaking news update. I've said from the very start of the show today, we are watching history unfold in real time. The Washington Post is reporting this. 
The announcement later Tuesday from Nancy Pelosi comes amid reports. Oh, well, I missed the lead. The lead is the Washington Post says it is learned that Pelosi will announce formal impeachment inquiry of Trump when she speaks at five o'clock today. Not surprising, but uh, that's the first confirmation Mm -hmm. from the Washington Post. And I'm sure in the minutes ahead, we'll hear the same thing from The New York Times and other newspapers as well and, and, and broadcast outlets as well. So here we go. Here perhaps. we go. So it, now here's the so it it's hard to figure out if the if the um, if the transcript of the conversation is released. This is where I think Democrats may have ongoing problems with figuring out how to get their communications and their messaging straight. That's mm-hmm. my thought about this. Uh, and what I mean by that is if the if the transcript suggests that President Trump did have what he claims is a relatively innocent call where he didn't seem to be trying to bribe the president, Zelensky, uh, for uh, the, the big military aid that he needed in exchange for this dirt on Joe Biden, um, then in some ways – it kind of undermines those on the Democratic side who have been trying to argue he's trying to get a foreign leader to give him dirt. Now, we're going to have to see what the inspector general report mm-hmm. says about what the whistleblower said about the other things that may be involved. But it does strike me that Democrats have got to be careful about how they craft their message because Trump is uh, smoother than the Democrats are in messaging and getting his, his uh, uh, messages out. I think that is very true. And I think part of the issue also is that in many ways, everybody is operating within a set of norms. And it is difficult to, on some level, even fully process that someone isn't following these things that we know we're supposed to do. And I think that's been where some of it is. There's also, as a number of people have pointed out, the concern that Trump is doing it publicly. And so somehow that makes it seem less problematic because it's out in front of everybody. But at the same time, it doesn't make it for right from the Democrats perspective any less bad. And so I think they are. I think they're going to have to be very clear on what are going to be the boundaries of this. Um, My speculation is that we're going to see a lot of discussion about obstruction and looking at the ways in which not only the interference, but that also they have blocked it. And remember that there's a sort of a long litany of things. Yeah, they do have one thing going for them, which is that the president himself has said, uh, there's if I wanted to get if I wanted to withhold money in exchange for information, I, I could have done that. There's nothing wrong with my doing that. Um, exactly. So we'll watch how that uh, plays out. But uh, here we go in, we in go. September, late September, the year before the election, the formal impeachment inquiry is going to begin. And uh, we're going to talk a little more about that. If there's more breaking news, we will get to that. But but I'd, I'd love to change uh, subjects just for a couple minutes after we come back from a, a break that we're going to take again for Ricky and Bert. Just get your reading on what happened in federal court yesterday mm-hmm. when uh, the ACLU, representing a number of plaintiffs trying to stop HB 481, the abortion law, from taking effect in January, what happened yesterday, mm-hmm. what we can expect to happen next. So we'll turn to that unless something <laughs> blows up again about this impeachment story. Um 
But all of you are listening out there again. Uh, I'd love to give Ricky Bemington, Burt Wesley Huffman, one more chance during my show today to tell you why we really would like your support as we go through this week of pledge here at GPB Radio. Here they are. Good afternoon. You're tuned to Political Rewind here on listener-supported Georgia Public Broadcasting. I am Ricky Bevington here in the studio with Burt Wesley Huffman. And we are taking a few minutes to remind you of how important you are in our ability to bring you Political Rewind here on GPB. Listeners like you who understand the importance of being well-informed, especially now, you make the news and information that you need possible. We are in the final days of Fall Fund Drive, and right now we're counting on your support. So please go now to GPB org and click donate or the number to call us is 800-222-4788 it just takes a couple of minutes and your support really is so important thanks for doing your part that's right and we do have a speed match in effect only during political rewind and we're down to 15 opportunities left to have your donation matched dollar for dollar here's how it works when you call us at 800-222-4788 or you click to gpb.org thanks to very generous donors who came before you your contribution will be matched dollar for dollar So your $100 investment in GPB turns into a $200 investment in GPB. A $500 gift is worth $1,000. This is a great opportunity. Even a $10 a month donation as a GPB sustainer, that's worth $20 a month. What an incredible opportunity for you to reach out, support the programming that you enjoy, that you listen to, that brings light into your life every day, and also know that you've done your part during a time where you could maximize the effectiveness of your donation. Uh, Call 800-222-4788. Be one of the next 15 calls or clicks. Uh, You can also go to gpb.org and take care of your business. Consider a contribution of $10 a month as a GPB sustainer, and we'd be happy to send you the Everyday Hero Travel Tumblr. GPB's new Everyday Hero Travel Tumblr shows that you've done the heroic deed of supporting GPB. This 12-ounce stainless steel travel tumbler has a spill-proof plastic lid. It's perfect for your daily commute with GPB you're using around your home or office. The tumbler has Everyday Hero engraved across the top half and also a white base. Keep your beverage of choice hot or cold with this stylish new travel tumbler available only from GPB as a GPB sustainer at $10 a month or available to you with a one-time donation of $120. Take a look at our website. You can see how good looking it is. And it says Everyday Hero at gpb.org. There'll be a picture up there. And you can also make your gift of support or give us a call at 800 800- Two 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 forty seven eighty eight. It really is a good looking travel tumbler, and it's actually been a while since we've brought you a travel tumbler as our thank you as a thank you item here uh, on a GPB Fun Drive. And it was time to bring another one back. This one is certainly a lovely looking uh, tumbler, but it also really works. It's going to keep your hot beverages hot, your cold beverages cold, and most importantly, it's a walking advertisement of how much GPB Radio means to you and that you've supported us. Now today, that gift in support of GPB is doubled because of this speed match that's in effect only during Political Rewind. Now we're looking for 14 of you to call us at 800-222-4788 or click to gpb.org. When you do, that gift is going to be matched dollar for dollar. Only during the speed match that's in effect right now during Political Rewind, call us at 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org. Right now, just during Political Rewind, we do have a speed match in effect. Be one of the next 14 calls or clicks that we receive during the show and your contribution to GPB will be matched dollar for dollar. Now just 10 calls or clicks we're looking for during the program. $75 becomes a $150 investment 
announcement in the news on GPB. $150 turns into $300. $300 becomes $600. You can do the math yourself. Double your money, double your impact, double your investment into the programs at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. Francis Somerville from Decatur called in and said, I love your political rewind show. Well, we're glad that you love it, Francis. We hear that from a lot of folks around the state of Georgia. Also, Max Shapiro in Atlanta said, I love Political Rewind. I listen almost every day. These, uh, if, if, if you are in agreement with these sentiments, if Political Rewind is something that you don't want to miss, that you want to tune in every day here on GPB, uh, if you hear and learn something that you might not have known before, or maybe you've been able to contextualize it in a Georgia way, uh, certainly we want to be able to continue to bring it to you. It's your support, your dollars that fund uh, this vital program and all the programs here on GPB. When you call us at 800-222-4788 or you click to gpb.org, you're joining in with your friends and neighbors across the state of Georgia who believe this is worth supporting. Don't you? You're listening right now. I think you do. Call us at 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org. Maybe you're wondering why we take time to have fun drives like this on the air. Well, here's why. People who listen provide the lion's share of the funding for the programs that you hear and in Importantly, this is the most cost-effective way to reach you. That means more of your support goes directly into the programs that matter to you, like Political Rewind, On Second Thought, Fresh Air, All Things Considered, Morning Edition. That is why your support right now is so important. Please do it while you're thinking about it at gpb.org, or we welcome your phone call at 800 222 4788. And we're only looking for 10 more listeners in the next 15 minutes before the end of Political Rewind. 10 more calls or clicks at 800-222-4788 or online at gpb.org expressing your support of Georgia Public Broadcasting. It's a great time to do it because that donation will be doubled dollar for dollar. You rely on GPB for news and information and interesting conversations, entertainment, inspiration, great shows like Political Rewind. Now's the time to remember that we're listener supported. So not only do you rely on us, we rely on you. If you've never given before, make this the time you do. Call us at 800-222-4788 or click to gpb.org. And thanks. We're continuing to monitor the activity of the Georgia delegation in Washington, Nancy Pelosi in the meeting she's going to have about impeachment. And, of course, if something happens in the next couple of minutes, we'll bring that to you. But in the meantime, Amy Steigerwald, political science professor at Georgia State University and something of a legal eagle. And I'm glad you're here because of that. Let's talk just for a few minutes about this uh, extraordinarily important federal uh, lawsuit, which has been brought by ACLU and a number of other plaintiffs who are trying to do uh, two things. One, they want eventually for the courts to rule that Georgia's uh, new mm-hmm. law, which virtually outlaws abortion, is unconstitutional. In the meantime, they are arguing for an injunction which would stop the law from taking effect in, on January 1st when it's supposed to go into effect while the case plays out in court. They had their first hearing. Yesterday, in uh, a federal district court, Northern District, uh, uh, Judge Steve Jones presided. Amy, uh, you're the expert on this stuff. Uh, 
the most important aspect of yesterday was the plaintiff saying, we really need to stop this law from taking effect while we argue this case moving forward on constitutional merits, right? Exactly. They were asking for what's called a preliminary injunction. So it means that at this point, the law would not be allowed to go into effect on Jan 1 and would be sort of held in abeyance until a final decision was issued um, on the on the on the overall law. And the reason that judges would ever grant that is that if there appears to already be evidence that the law going into effect could cause the harm that the plaintiffs are suggesting. We should point out that in every state that has passed a a similar kind of restrictive abortion law, injunctions have been granted by the courts while they play out constitutionally. They have. The other thing we should note is that in every single state that's had a similar law in which a decision has been handed, a final decision has been handed down by the court, the law has been struck down. Okay. So um, so what that suggests is, and and Judge Jones has been asked because of the timing Mm -hmm. to, to see if he can make a ruling on the injunction relatively quickly because January 1st is closer than you think. Exactly. Uh, right? Okay. Now, here's, to me, one of the things that was most interesting about this was the judge wanted to look at two aspects, what I call two faces mm-hmm. of HB 481. First, the aspect that outlaws abortion after a so-called fetal heartbeat is detected, usually around six weeks. We know that one particularly well. Mm -hmm. Um, that may or may not be in violation of Roe v. Wade. We're going to watch that play out in the courts. Mm -hmm. But then there's the other face, and that's this law also creates personhood for a fetus. And the judge wanted to know whether you could separate those out, ask the plaintiffs, can those be two separate matters? And the plaintiff said, no, I'm interested in that, but I'm not sure I understand it. So I think they had a couple of different arguments that they were trying to put forth about why they said no. I think one is because their argument was that you can't really separate out the two because if you, in fact, uphold the provision that um, life begins at conception and that this is now um, a person who is protected under these various parts of the law, then it has to then affect, right, also the getting of abortion. Right? Get, it changes that. That makes thing. sense. Exactly. Okay, but then- let me ask you this question okay. about that. If the when the judge asks that question, mm-hmm. does it suggest in any way that perhaps personhood does not have the same constitutional uh, wouldn't be as challengeable under the Constitution and could, in fact, move forward in a if you could separate them? And be considered legal while the abortion end of it is going to be challenged for a year to come? I, I'm, I'm not sure I said that very well, but you know what I'm asking. To be perfectly blunt, there is no <laughs> case law on this. Yeah. Right. The only we've never had a separate statute which or a separate provision of a statute which established personhood independent of sort of within this particular context. Right. And so that's part of what changes this, because the law is also affecting uh, applying for child support rights, about mm-hmm. being able to declare uh, the unborn child as a dependent for tax purposes. And part of the discussion that was happening is that the other side of it is that those 
those provisions are, they were arguing, unconstitutionally vague because it's unclear what it covers, how it would be enforced. What does this, in fact, what's the implication of changing this definition of personhood to now include yeah, the unborn it, child? I, I understand what the conservatives in the state legislature wanted to accomplish with the personhood portion yes. of this, but they've complicated the matter for themselves, it seems to me, in many ways. And they could have perhaps come back and passed a separate law on this entirely. But now if they're inextricably tied moving forward in the courts, it complicates things, doesn't it? Yes and no. So on some level, it doesn't complicate it because they want to be having this debate. Okay. Right. They want to have a debate over personhood and as not well just have it abortion. be about abortion. All right, that, all right, I mean, abortion a, okay. is obviously in, intricately tied to it, but I think they want the larger debate to be about personhood, because if you can shift that, if we can now say that the un, right, that the unborn fetus is actually an unborn child and therefore has to be treated, then it shifts really ah, all of our all right. legal perception. Thank you. Thank you for making me understand that for the first time. Very quickly, because we're virtually out of time. Uh, the judge uh, was uh, very clear in saying he doesn't know if a judge at his level uh, has mm-hmm. the right to overturn what the Supreme Court has done. What, what, what did he mean by that? My interpretation is that what he means by that is that letting the law stand would necessitate overturning uh, Casey v. Planned Parenthood and Roe v. Wade. That under under right now, the Supreme Court precedent is very clear that the uh, putting a pretty strict uh, limitation on the ability to obtain an abortion prior to viability is not allowed. And so he would have to really rule in uh, opposite of those decisions. All right. We're going to have a lot more conversations about this, uh, both what we talked about at the beginning of the show, the impeachment, about 481 as it moves forward through the courts. And Amy Steigerwald, I would love it if you're part of those conversations that we move forward. Thank you. I would love that, too. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today. We're back tomorrow at 2 o'clock on Political Rewind. I'm looking forward to seeing you all again tomorrow because we know there's going to be more to talk about in terms of the impeachment when Greg Bluestein and Patricia Murphy join me for the show. In the meantime, Take care. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.